want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. My friends, this is a special and really fun episode because... My friend Talia Joy is here as a repeat guest, but actually she's the co-host of today's episode. We are sharing this episode on both this podcast and her podcast, The Awakening Her podcast. And we decided to do this, what in the theater we would call a co-pro, a collaboration. And it was so fun. And we really dive into intuition and your business and manifestation and just all the topics that the two of us love to talk about. And we just like sat and chatted and had such a good time that I know that you will have a great time too. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Hello, Nick. Talia, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this very unique and amazing episode. <laughs> I'm so excited for this because I've never done this before. Me neither. It's a first. It's a virgin it's a, experience. Totally, totally. It's like a dual host virgin experience. I never before have I host, hosted a podcast with somebody, and it's really exciting because we're going to put this on both of our podcasts. Mind blown. <laughs> Except they're listening. So they're like, we know. Can you get on with what you're talking about? <laughs> Just a disclaimer. We have no idea where this episode will go. Sometimes when me and Nick get talking, it goes into some magical places. So I'm excited to do this. All about intuition and business, right? Yeah. And so breaking that down a bit, when you think about intuition and business, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Ooh, the very first thing was be led which is a big part of how I talk about intuition. That was just the phrase that came up. It's being led in your business. Yeah. And when you say being led, what does that mean to you? I feel like the first 1.3 bajillion years of my business, I (laughs) was always trying to do what I should do, what was going to sell, what other people were doing, what I thought I should do. And the complete remedy and flip side to that is instead being led. So that's sort of the really brief version of that. I love that because I know for me, there's still even times now when, because I have, I'm, I've got one of those, I'm empathic, you know how we are, you're empathic, we're empathic, that I see what somebody's doing and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I need to be doing it that way, even though it has nothing to do with what I'm, what I, what I'm offering in the world or who I am in the world or how I resonate in the world. But you'll hear somebody say, well, this is how you're supposed to quote unquote do it. Right. And for that, I'm constantly reminding myself and my students that just because somebody says that you're supposed to, doesn't mean that you're supposed to, right. Mm -hmm. Or that because it works for them, it will work for you. I think for many of us, particularly again, empathic people, we might want to, we take on what other people are doing, what they say, because we begin to then believe that it's what we're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. And because we're indoctrinated in many ways into this belief that because it worked for them and because they say it works, that they will then work for us. Mm -hmm. They're selling you, they're marketers. So of course they're selling their way, their, the best way, the, you know, uh, and yet it's maybe not the best way for you, right? I, I still sometimes struggle with that, because honestly, because I, I see it working for them. And I think, well, if that worked for them, I guess it could work for me. Let me try it. And typically, nine out of 10 times, at least, 9.5, 9.7, 9.99 times, it does not work for me because that's not my energy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And there's also the element of, I believe that in business and with intuition, People think that 
if I'm intuitively led, I'm going to be led straight to the pot of gold. And that's how intuition works. But the more I look back, I go, I was actually led to try all those different things for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So in business, I feel like when I do that, I'm like, ooh, shiny, that looks fun. And then I get into it and I'm like, ooh, that didn't work for me. Often there actually is a little shred of something that was there for you. Maybe you do want to do a challenge, but not their way. Or maybe a webinar, but your way could actually be really fun instead of, you know, so we try something and we go like, oh, but I do believe that when you're intuitively led, which we should talk about that a little bit, maybe even we should do an intro so people know who we are, but we'll get to that. <laughs> last, so first things last. Um, but I think when you feel like you've been led and it doesn't work out the way you thought, the worst thing you can do is go, oh, well, we're just going to throw it all out or I'm broken. My intuition doesn't work. That must have not been intuition. Intuition doesn't leave you, lead you to the pot of gold. Intuition is the breadcrumbs leading you there to that fuller expression, but it's a journey. So I think everything that I felt led to do, a membership I opened that I closed that eventually didn't feel good and I closed it, I learned something huge about each thing I did taught me what I wanted, what I didn't want, what worked, what didn't work. Now I can have that perspective. Do you find that? Oh, I think you could have just, you know, I could have just said the sentence you said down to the membership that I had that that was really valuable in the time and that I closed, right? And that in each step of the journey, and even when I was trying to replicate something that somebody else did, or their modality, not modality in terms of like spiritual modality, but in their way of, of having their business or processing their business, or even my, in my copying, so quote unquote, of, because it's not really a copy of their business, the way they did their business, I learned something, even though it wasn't right or felt completely wrong. There was always a nugget. There was always that breadcrumb that you were talking about on the path that I took with me. It was like, oh, well, that's why I did this. And I couldn't always understand it in the, in the time while I was in it. But after I could look back and say, that was the nugget. That was what I needed so that I could then move to the next space or place in my business. And it's, it's a cumulative effect, right? That of the learning that I needed each time and my intuition led me to these people or to this experience or to this knowledge that I needed mm -hmm. because I allowed it to. Mm -hmm. And even say the membership, I don't know if you did this, but for me, it gave me a heck of a lot of content that I can repurpose because it was still really great content. So I have 18 meditations and 17 trainings and deep dives and all these things that now I'm like, oh, yeah, that money workshop I did in the membership would be perfect for this program. So it's kind of does keep offering. It wasn't a failure. It was something that gave you those lessons, as you're saying, and sometimes physical product that you've created even if you don't use the course it could be a bonus for something that could be used at a later date maybe with your clients i reuse everything yeah. absolutely everything that i've created i find some purpose for later on and yeah. oftentimes it's better suited for what the second usage than it actually was in the first which mm -hmm. is always fascinating it's like mm -hmm. this synergy i was having this conversation with uh, a little mini mastermind that i'm in um with they were saying, I was talking about this pranayama course that I'm launching and this fall. And I realized that all of the videos are already made. Mm. Every last one of them, they're already made because I've taught in various places and spaces and have all of the content. It, it, mm. and, and when that happened, it was like, oh, everything led me to this particular course at this time because I've already done all this work quote unquote work i like quote unquote a lot today for some reason the work leading to yeah amazing yeah and yeah. I, I could never have planned that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even if i tried i couldn't have planned that yeah I think it's really important to remember that in business is just like in life you know being an intuitive and 
having this higher perspective that I can, that's the, where my gifts are. It's sometimes it's harder for me to access it, but with, with everybody else, I'm really good. Um, but sometimes I get this higher perspective and in life, you know, picture yourself when you're 90 and you look back and you're going, oh yeah, that move led to that move. And that relationship led to meeting this person or led to my first child or led to me moving. This career led to that opportunity that led to that. And I think when you can try to remember that in business, everything makes a difference and it's up to you to deem it a failure or or not you know like if you're going to just deem the things that you don't think worked because maybe you didn't make money the people didn't enroll the whatever didn't work it's up to you to actually also see it as a stepping stone which your intuition will lead you to do the more you get into your intuition you can put your hand on your heart and say wow how did this total flop of a program or idea or collaboration, how could that actually be working for me? Because there's many layers of offerings that come from everything that we do, um, especially in business. Yeah, I don't really think of failure as failure. I don't believe in failure. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I believe in is lessons Mm -hmm. that are here for me. Mm -hmm. Have some things hurt? Absolutely. I can list, I can make a list of the cool of the, the, I was almost going to say quote unquote again. I can make a list <laughs> of the failures that I have had in the last however many years. Things like an app that didn't happen, the book that I didn't end up launching. Like, you know, there's this list, but ultimately, A, I could eventually come back to them, mm-hmm. like we were talking about, with new fresh eyes and, 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 and in a new way and reuse that content that I've created. But also, I needed those lessons. I needed it to hurt sometimes. And I know that sounds weird to say I needed it something to hurt, but I needed that opening. Mm-hmm. It was always an opening, a heart opening to something deeper and greater within me that I didn't even know that I yet needed. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Yes. And that lesson led me to be able to serve better, to serve greater, to serve more, to, to be more fully present with my shit honestly yeah you swear i just said shit all the time okay thank you i'll I'll drop another one fuck just just so that you feel fully comfortable to let it loose (laughs) thank god i was saying to one of my clients the other day i'm like i am just like loosening up as my kids grow up and i don't have the babies anymore as young i'm like oh whatever we need some fucking groceries so whatever Anyway, yes, feel free. Um, yeah, I fully believe in that 100% is we were so ready because of the ego and our ability or our drive to survive. We're so ready to deem things as failures or successes. And when we imagine if you just broke free from that and, and just adopted what Nick quote unquote was saying <laughs> about failures and what if they just didn't exist? What if you just removed it? What if that's a false concept you've learned and there was a new way to look at it? that there were blessings in these things. And I know that the people that listen to your show, my show, we're open thinkers, we're deep thinkers, we're seekers. I know in other areas of your life, you can see that, how that quote-unquote failure, that failed marriage, that failed this, that failed career led you to something else, led you to know yourself deeper, led you to a different opportunity, a pivot, a roadblock, a detour, like it led you somewhere. And, And so I think really watching when you deem something a failure within your business, especially like you put out something and there's crickets, nobody registers or takes you up on your offer. It's not a time to jump on the bandwagon of being hard on yourself and thinking it's all going to be doomed. Look at it and go, okay, like, where did I maybe feel out of alignment? Was this rushed? Do I, you know, do I feel like the offer was right for me? Um, You know, what, what could I have done differently? And, and, it comes back to a sort of trust of the inner GPS, right? That 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 GPS is going to lead you to a new location, and in, and maybe the route that you take is not the one that you thought you were going to take, right? But the GPS, that inner GPS, always gets you to where you need to go, and you learn. You might learn things on that road, that that, that side road that you take. You learn things along the path that are so valuable and so interesting and so unique and so exactly what you need. But on that journey, you're like looking around, you're like, oh gosh, I never noticed X, Y, or Z on the road. Mm -hmm. I would never even known this road existed. 
had this roadblock not been here for me. But my inner GPS is still taking me to this path to where I want to go. And sometimes it takes you to a place you didn't even know you wanted to go. You couldn't know. And how beautiful that is. Yeah, I always like to say and think of roadblocks are detours in the right direction. Yeah. And I, I really would love people to feel that and ponder that. What if when we think it's a roadblock, it's a detour? Because the way that I see it is that spirit and your soul, I mean, one in the same, but are working for your highest good. And you're in your human mind thinking that you know what that highest good is. And it's close. You're here to serve. You're here to build a business. You're here to be in abundance and freedom and impact others and all of these things. Absolutely. But the way in which you get there and the way that it looks Spirit has such a better plan for you. So that intuition is leading you along the way. And where we have these roadblocks, now I'm doing the quotes, it's where it what actually happens in life intersects with what we thought would happen. And at that moment, we get bunchy because we're like, this isn't what I thought would happen. And it can be really devastating stuff. Like you put everything into a program and it flops or something. But just trying to exercise that trust muscle and that faith muscle that okay maybe it wasn't supposed to pan out the way or maybe I just thought it was again expectations all that stuff but that's what I think being led ties back into is I did this thing and it didn't work that's what I'm going to say so what am I being led to do instead or what shifts am I being led to make or I know that if I put out a program trying to make money it doesn't work as much as and it's not as impactful and it's not as successful as when I put something out that my mojo is behind something I'm obsessed with something that I'm just like, Oh, my God, everybody needs to be a part of this program or this offer. So sometimes it's simple as that maybe your heart wasn't in it, maybe it wasn't fully aligned. Maybe like I said, you rushed it coming back to that be led by life. It's sort of like, respond to life instead of going like, this is the way it should be. And life's not working for me or your business isn't working for me in the way that I thought. And that's a dance. A hundred percent. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm there. I'm just there. So <laughs> I, got, I got this hundred percent of the time now. Don't you know that? One hundred. <laughs> yeah. There's this, t- it's like a tango for me you know some day, well actually some days it feels like a tango some days it feels like the jitterbug right like so it really just depends on what the, where, where I'm at in the dance and being able to allow the flow mm-hmm. allow that to flow through me and this is for all of us it's non-linear mm-hmm. and I think we try to make things linear we try to understand them. Like our human condition is to try to understand. And some things you just don't understand. You can't understand until later on. And that's when you can look back and say, oh, that's what that detour was about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank sometimes you. you can't. <laughs> sometimes you can't. And that's yeah. okay too. Yeah, I love that. It's nonlinear. And I think that when we have these goals, we want to write a best-selling book, we want to make X amount of money, we want to host retreats, we want to do something big, these big goals we have for our business, for ourselves, we're seeing or feeling or sensing the like the full-ish expression of this goal. So say I want to be successful, I'm seeing retreats and books and stages and tours and workshops and international gatherings, and I'm up next to Gabby Bernstein and whatever else. So we kind of think that that should happen now or that should happen next. But what I love to do, and this has been such a process, is trusting that those goals are in me for a reason. I know that our desires are meant for us because that is, I mean, this is what I intuitively know, but it's our soul, it's our higher being showing us glimpses of the future, showing us what we're meant for. So just trying to trust that you're on that path. And when you mentioned the book that didn't go anywhere and you didn't release or whatever, I've had a journey with a book that's been in me. And sometimes I got sick of hearing myself be like the book. And when I write the book and when I write, I'm just fucking write the book already. But then 2020 hit and all these things. And it kind of went off my radar. I gave it permission to rest about a year and a half later. I all of a sudden had this vision one day going, the book wasn't ready to be written. I wasn't the the person yet that's going to, I could write a book. I could have written a book every year. I've got a lot in me, but the book, 
the first book or the impactful book or the bestseller. It wasn't ready yet. So again, looking at that roadblock or that failure, as people would say, as like, maybe I'm just not ready yet for the stages. I'm not ready yet to host the retreat or to have the hundred thousand million dollar months and trust that you're getting there. It's a process. Or the universe isn't ready for you. Mm, what you have to say isn't ready to be resonant just yet. Mm, mm -hmm. I've been told that. And I've been told that about my message from one of my mentors, who's also a medium and just really, really badass. And I really trust in her. And she said that she's like, the world's not ready for you yet. It was a couple years ago. The ready, the world isn't ready for quantum manifestation yet, but like, it's getting there. Just hang in there. I was like, well, fuck that feels depressing, <laughs> but it's true. I feel like it was true. Yeah. I, I, I think about also, I live by this sort of mantra of sorts that it, it's this or something greater. Mm -hmm. This or something greater, which is a very simple manifestation mantra, right? This or something greater. And the reason I live by that is I'm constantly surprised. I'm surprised by things. I thought in my youth that I was going to be, I practiced in the mirror. I was going to be a Tony Award winning Broadway director. That I knew, I knew in my heart that I was going to win a Tony. I knew it. I also knew in my heart that it was going to be for directing. I was wrong. It was for producing, right? And when that moment came and I had that, well, what's going on here that I've shared with you and my audience knows, like, what is this? This is it? This is this feeling? What I realized in that moment was I was actually meant to have that moment so that I could then do what I'm doing now. If I actually got what I had wanted, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Yes. Yes. That moment had to happen. Yes, I knew that I was going to win a Tony. I knew it. It happened. But what I didn't know was that it was going to propel me into something that was so much greater than I could ever have if I'd gotten what I actually wanted. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. I, I feel that and sense that. Like I, If I would have had all the money goals five years ago, like I wouldn't have been as hungry as, you know, and not that we have to suffer, to manifest. And that's not what you're saying either. It's it's more of like there's things going in order. So when you see that fuller expression and it doesn't exactly happen the way you think, like you could have gone like, oh, this is a sham. I guess I was all wrong. I can't trust my inner guide. I can't trust my inner visions. No, no, you it did happen. And the sequence of events actually in the fullest expression will probably have you probably win another one for directing. But I'm just saying like you won one and then now you're going into directing. And so it's like, both of the pieces were there and who knows what's going to happen in that world and what you're going to, you know, experience. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Cause it is a choose your own adventure. That's the other part of this intuitive thing, right? You listen and you make a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you experience intuition in your business? Because I know that, in, you know, we have, there's different types of intuition, different people experience intuition differently. So for anybody who's listening, who's not as comfortable yet, or hasn't developed their intuition, what does it feel like, sound like, you know, how do you experience intuition in your business? For me, there's this sense within my body of freedom. Mm. When I'm not using it, it feels tight it feels scary. It feels um, wrong, for lack of better. And when I, better word, it's really hard to describe the a feeling of intuition, right? But when I'm in it, when I'm in the zone, in the flow, it feels light. It feels fun. That is what it really feels. It feels fun. It feels so good. It feels like oh yeah, this is it. This is what I'm, this is how I'm living, what I'm doing, what I'm breathing. This is it. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. And yet, it's still, even to this day, like you said, 99% of the time, ha ha ha, right? Even to this day, I, there are still things where I should be, I guess if I want to do X, Y, or Z, I have to, that I do, and I feel that constriction, and yet I still push up against resistance, right? I still push into that resistance. Part of it, I think, is that, and I'm going to ask you about this, is the sort of balance of 
intuition and structure in my mm -hmm. business, right? Because untamed intuition can lead us into the stratosphere of, of not really having a container, right? You still have to have a container within your intuitive business. So I want to ask you, where is that balance for you of structure meets intuition? Mm -hmm. Well, you got to get an assistant that loves spreadsheets like I do. <laughs> She's like, I will throw anything into a spreadsheet. I'm like, you are my soulmate. <laughs> I love a good, you know, spreadsheet, but I am much more like I see and I feel and I sense. And I also go like, I need to do this thing and it's going to come out in a week. And she's like, um, okay. Cause I'm a creative. That's like, this just got, I made the images. Like I'm ready to release it. She's like, okay, we got to do things. But to answer your question, I a hundred percent, there's gotta be that balance. And the way that I see it is I'm a huge intuition person. So for anyone on your show that doesn't know me, um, I'm an intuition teacher, manifestations where I dwell, I'm an empath, I'm a medium, I'm all the things. So like, that's more where I live. So my tendency of, you know, what is hard in my life beyond the things I've experienced and sort of, you know, all the shit I've been through, it is being grounded. It's hard for me to be human, to create a plan to sometimes it's really overwhelming just in my, in my normal life of like the taxes are here and the schedule is this and the and it's like sometimes I'm like ah, I just want to be in the cosmos it's really hard for me to be human so of course that translates into my business it's hard for me to create a plan and so for years I was just always like I'm going to create this and it's going to go out now and then I'm like I don't know I'm going to create this and it's going to go out now and that was fine it actually built the first probably six years of my business and a lot of things I was like oh that program did well it wasn't a total mess but there was no structure there was no way to scale and there was no sort of like clear direction on what I want and how I'm going to get there which I think there's even room for improvement still as there always is with everything right room for growth for me to learn more about that but in essence I put my hand on my heart and I go say it's with my schedule or with my business. I go, what do I want to release out into the world? And, you know, I allow that to surface in me or as a program comes, I've learned that when I rush things, it doesn't have the full experience. So I've learned to it's so it's the hardest thing for me is to like make sure everything's done behind the scenes like the emails and the stuff before I'm launching and so many people go like don't do that just do it on the fly I'm like I can't I, I don't have the mojo so many people say the program is, is being released and they don't even have the modules done yet and that works for people for me I don't even know what I'm selling if I don't have the content ready to go and then I'm not as jazzed on it so basically even a good example is in my schedule I got really, really busy. And as you grow and scale, you have these surges and you, you, you get more busy. I did it's such a blessing, but I realized I was too busy being an empath, being a sensitive, being a creative. I don't want to be in calls all day, every day. I just don't, I need space. I need to go to the beach. I need to create, I need to do images. I need to just have my space. Right. Um, and so then I put my hand on my heart and I was like, my intuition is telling me to slow down. So I went to my schedule and I made myself unavailable in certain times. I didn't start till 10. I didn't through the whole summer. I do no calls on Mondays. I just took some space and I'll record on Mondays. I'll do whatever I want, fun things. So my intuition said, create some space. So then I went and translated that into structure. My intuition says, create a program about intuition, <laughs> which I have, and I've been running for years, but create about intuition. So then I go and create the modules, I create the thing, I create the structure. So the intuition always leads, but right. I follow it up with, okay, so then what needs to happen in physical reality for this to become real? And I think that's where the structure comes in. And also boundaries. When people are like, can I get in with you this week? And I'm full. I say, I'm full. I'm not putting someone in at five o'clock at night when I'm not there and I don't want to. And like, so you got to uphold those too. You got to like really practice practicing what you've put into play and following the plan. So I think, you know, let your soul lead you to what you want to do and what you want to offer and what you want your schedule to look like, but then implement the structure. And sometimes you'd help doing that for really big creatives. They might need a coach or a business, whatever, you know, strategist to help you with that. No shame or else you can kind of be floating around in the clouds for a long time with no sort of plan. How does it go for you, the balance? Very similar in that mm -hmm. I lead always with intuition. It's always a hit. And sometimes I have to say no or not right now. Mm -hmm. 
often it's not right now because I have not dissimilar a very open you know chakra that the, the you know my my Sahashwara chakra is completely open and consequently I download ideas like the by the dozen right in a day and so I have to really oftentimes say is this resonant right now? Is this something that needs to happen right now? Or can this wait? Can this idea go into the idea folder? Because I can tend to want to do too much too fast and at the same time. Because I get these, these, these intuitive hits that just like ring so true and I just want to share and I want it to be out in the world, right? And I already have lots of projects going on at once. I tend to have at least two to three creative projects outside from the entertainment side of my business. For those of you that don't know me from Talia's audience, I um, work in both the entertainment space and in the coaching space as in, I'm also a medium and intuitive. Uh, I teach storytelling because I am a storyteller. Um, and I have all these projects going on at the same time, always. I'm, I'm constantly that way. So I have to ask myself, is this the right project right now? And if it is, if it is, and if I let some time go, I've learned. I've learned. <laughs> I've learned to let some time pass longer than I feel comfortable with. And if it's still coming to me, if that in that that hit that I had is still, you know, you get that like, What's the word? Uh, I think it's called niggling. N-I-G-G-L-Y. Niggle, I-N-G. Niggling, right? Like, if I still get that, like, that yearning in my heart to, to share it a week later, two weeks later, then I say, okay, let's listen to this. Okay. Now, what support structure do we need underneath so that this can happen? And then I turn to Michelle, who's my, my business integrator, and I say, hey, Michelle... Mm -hmm. I think this is where I want to go. And then she then says, okay, well, let's find ways in which we can make that happen. Or she says, hmm, let's look at your calendar. Do you think we could wait until October? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's the perfect yin-yang relationship, right? Of having somebody bring you down to the ground to say, if we do it now, it's going to be weird and rushed and it's coming right up against this. And then your future self goes like, yeah, dude, that's the right idea. And then you go, okay, fine. I'll, I'm passionate, intuitive, but I can also wait. Because as visionaries, it's really important that our feet still be held to the ground, right? In yeah. order for a tree, in order for a tree to grow, yes. it needs the roots to grow as well. The higher the tree, the deeper the root. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a beautiful point um, or a good segue into something I wanted to bring up, which is this is something that early entrepreneurs or maybe just me as an early entrepreneur, but I help a lot of entrepreneurs and I see it. And it's something we neglect in the beginning often. So I think it's really important to remember that you are your business, especially anybody listening to my show, Nick's show right now, we're listening in this moment, you are your business, your energy is your business, your business is an extension of your soul, of your purpose of your own energy. So when you're in the beginning, and you're doing more doing than being, you're going to feel like you're hustling. So what I mean by that is getting too wrapped up in the what do I need to do and how many emails and how many times a day do I need to be posting and should I do ads and should I do that? Yes, we will navigate all those things as we go through. But if you have big goals and big dreams and you want to scale this business and make a big impact and be that creative entrepreneur, soul-led, all these things, it's you and your energy that is the dictator of how far you're going to go. So more sales pages or flashier fonts or the right colors that sell are never going to override your energy. So it's time for you to also be doing your own self-development work, energy work, feeling joy, taking time off, taking time in nature, taking time to connect to who you truly are, meditate, exercise. You can't throw all of this out 
just because you have a business and you're trying really hard to succeed, no matter where you are, whether you're in the big beginning of the business or you've been doing this for 10 years, you will hit a really uncomfortable plateau. You'll be depleted. You'll be resentful towards your business and nothing kills the buzz of a business like resentment. You're resenting people for not signing up. The whole thing is just not sexy. So <laughs> as you're building your business, you need to also be building you because the space in which you hold your own channel, you clearing your wounds and being present with yourself. And like I say, joy and being good to yourself, your health, all these things are so important because a depleted, overwhelmed, tired, in lack and fear person is not going to rise to the top or be able to take, to make the impact that you want to make. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that was like, preach, sister, preach. That's my TED Talk. That was your TED Talk, and it was a damn good one. Mic drop, ding. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, we, we often say that to um, newer entrepreneurs, but it it's at all stages. It doesn't matter if you, like you said, if you've been in it for six months or 10 years, mm-hmm. It's, it's a continuation. It's the self-actualization process through your business in many ways. Because mm-hmm. in order for your business as a personal brand, which is pretty much both of our audiences, right? Mm-hmm. They're personal brand businesses. In order for your business to ascend in any way, shape, or form, you have to ascend with it. I, in fact, wrote an email just this week talking about this. Is it the chicken or the egg? Which came first? Did your business grow and then you grew with it? Or did you grow and then your business grow? And we don't know because it's, again, this like one begets the other. It really does. Your and business if you stop growing, your business stops. <laughs> Correct. And you can't grow without your business growing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's this, so it's constant. And I think that we haven't necessarily had spaces that fully embrace that. Mm-hmm. that fully embrace the, 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 like we have had personal development spaces and we've had business spaces that, that, that come together, but we haven't had, because we are a newer co- industry in many ways, we haven't had deep spiritual work with business. It's a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's a new mm-hmm. phenomenon. It's only been in the last like 10, 15 years that people even had these conversations mm-hmm. in business. It's been like your spiritual life is separate from your business life. And mm-hmm. suddenly this is coming together in such a profound and beautiful way. It's one of the reasons I'm creating actually a mastermind for people that it's business and it's business plus it's business and spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Because I've gone into a lot of business, business masterminds for quote unquote, oh, there I am again, quote unquote, it's the day of quote unquote, maybe that should be the title of this. Uh, I think it should podcast quote unquote. People have no idea what we're going to talk about, but they know there's going to be quotes and unquotes. <laughs> I've gone into many of these mastermind spaces and felt that I wasn't being support. I was being supported for my business. Mm-hmm but I wasn't necessarily being supported in my spiritual growth Mm -hmm. and the business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's that whole thing of if you find something that you you can't find what you need, create it, right? Right. That's what I'm doing because Mm -hmm. of that, you know? And for anybody out there who's like, oh, yeah, I need that. I need that. Create it. Yeah. Create it. Create what you need. Yeah. And that's, I think, the key too. that there are some business models where like, you know, you can, people might be thinking or you might think like, well, Bill Gates or whoever else, right? They became successful. Were they spiritual? Were they this or that? And not everybody who became successful is spiritual. But the thing that I like to really see and why I'm so passionate about teaching manifestation and business for sensitive people, for empaths, for people who are soul driven, soul aligned, wanting to really make the impact, even if it's with like a, um, a drop shipping product that creates a life of freedom for you. It doesn't always have to be Reiki healing and all these things we deem as super spiritual, you can create a business to give yourself freedom and all of these things. But really understanding that 
energy, like what you're seeing in your business is a reflection of you, as we're saying. And that's not the same. I mean, it is the same for everybody, but feelers, it's even more. So if you're experiencing a lack of money in your business, where is the lack within? If you're experiencing people showing you hate or not believing in you, where are you not believing in yourself? Like it's a fast track personal development business for us. I would, I would say that Bill Gates is spiritual. Yeah. He uses his intuition. There's no way he could have created what he did without tapping into his intuit, intuition. And he Steve might, Jobs, we know he did. Jobs, they might not deem themselves as spiritual. They might not self-identify as spiritual, but you can't create what they created without having some connection to the divine because yes. that came through. Yeah. That came through. Right. So they have some open channel in some way to do it, even if they don't identify it as that. Us, the feelers, those of us that are feelers, like you were saying, and identify as that, it's our time. It's our time. Mm-hmm. Talking about, you know, going to that idea of, you know, maybe we weren't ready for this yet, but we were talking about, well, now we are. And so for those of us that are feelers, that are empathic, that are here to shape shift the, the planet into consciousness, it's our time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like we, it, we really mean that it's our time. When you look at history, when the, you look at the global consciousness shift that is happening, the awakening that is happening, the ascension, it is the time in the fifties, there wasn't as much space for this message or 20 years ago, there wasn't even as much space pre the secret. There wasn't as much, but really though, like it, we've changed. Right. And so it truly is the time. And there's no coincidence that so many people are waking up and wanting to create their own businesses and wanting to take the shit that they've been through and turn it around and help others. There's no mistake in that. That's what you're meant to be doing for all of us. It's a strange duality because some of the practices that we still teach are 2,000 years old. Mm, Yeah. Right? Like, it's really ancient. It's really deep. Again, it's that idea of the tree. Like, there's these deep roots. That's the deep root, is that all of these practices, for the most part, are derivatives of something that came before them, right? They're deep, deeply rooted. But that tree is blossoming in such a huge way right now because of the awakening that's happening Mm -hmm. and so as as thought leaders as as creative spiritual people now's it Mm -hmm. so anyone out there that's that's wondering you know can i should i yes Mm -hmm. yeah we need people you know i've made this observation in the last bunch of years how we're moving away from the fake, from the disposable, from plastic into glass and from Walmart into farmer's markets. And we're kind of moving more, a lot of people are moving more into connection, wanting to support artists, wanting to go to the farm, wanting to kind of come back. So people need people, whatever it is that you are teaching, even if there's no one doing it, like Nick said, you go create it. Or if there's a thousand million people that feel like they're doing the same thing, your unique voice is needed, your story is needed. And people are moving back into wanting to learn from other people and have gatherings and connection. We're getting out of everything being automated and everything being cold and into real people speaking real messages. You know, it's being shown over and over that even on Instagram and stuff, things with no makeup, things with less polishing, you know, less filters and all that actually is doing better than it was a few years ago when it was all about the filters and all about polished. So many people are sick of just seeing everyone else's crazy vacations all the time. They're looking for real it's it's nice to post that stuff but whatever your message is if you feel not good enough you feel not polished enough not you know stage ready enough to get out there to go live to you know move the masses we want you you know the most inspiring people i see on my news feed if i were to take screenshots of the 10 most inspiring which you would be one of them mr nick demas everybody is showing up very authentically and it's not all polished and perfect and flawless and I love filters. They're so fun, but they're fun. They're not, I'm still not afraid to show up as who I am. It's a journey, but I love to show up no makeup. I love to show up frizzy hair in the moment because this is what I need to share. And those often get more heartfelt responses than the perfectly polished curated speech or post or whatever. Because that goes back to your energy. Yeah. Right. And the, the ones that I post that I put out there, 
that are the most fun, like we were talking about, when I'm leading from my intuition, from my mm -hmm. heart, those are the ones that get the most feedback, to be honest, because or when go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, or when you're just being like outrageously silly and you where yeah. people would say, am I being too much? It's like, no, you're not being you enough. Like get out there, be weird. <laughs> be, be your weird self. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to ask you just about for people that are, we've talked a lot about like the big and the spiritual and the energy. What about a little bit of the more practical, like what areas of your business besides just every area, but what areas of your business do you recommend using more intuition specifically like in your business um, and maybe even how it's evolved over the time of your business? You didn't used to use intuition. Now you do. What are some of those sort of physical parts of your business? Wow. Yeah. Cause I do use it in just about every part in some way, shape or form. I mean, like mm -hmm. I was saying anything from social media, the, 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 you know, when I used to create things, I, and teaching, for instance, I would write it all out, mm -hmm. right. Create it all out and write it all out verbatim. And then I went to this place where I was like, well, okay, well I'll just do some bullet points. Right. And now I'm at a place in my, and this is part of it is experience right now. I'm at a place where I just trust my intuition and just know, like, here we are talking, we have no plan y'all. And yet we know that there's going to be some value in what we're offering. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, one of us knew what we were talking about today and the other one forgot. <laughs> we won't name names though. I didn't know what we were. I was like, I'm just showing up. You're like, Hey T how's it going? I'm like, did you know? Oh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but that that is it. Like that is trust. It's trust, mm -hmm. right? So it's learning to trust these parts of your business. I know when you first start, that it, it's it's more difficult to trust. It's more difficult to trust your intuition when you first start your business, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there are structures that you can use when you're first starting to help you. Mm -hmm. That's why they exist. But then over time, you can learn. You got to learn the rules to break the rules. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just an unmitigated mess. So in various parts of my business, whether it be social media, whether it be the way that I'm teaching, whether it's coming on to talk on a podcast, at first, I learned what the structure was, mm -hmm. how to do the how to. And then I began to implement more of myself into it. And now it's like, oh, I'm just going to trust. Mm -hmm. I can trust. I can trust that, that spirit, soul, God, whatever that source, energy, whatever that word is, is going to lead me in the way but I also know and understand what that structure is mm, yeah yeah it's like if you're right at the beginning get mentored take the programs but I think the biggest thing I would say to past me and to anyone starting out is use discernment the entire time does this feel good or does this feel like I'm wearing an itchy turtleneck that's to me if we're talking about hallelujah. what intuition feels like <laughs> hallelujah oh I love it that's what it feels like to you it's well the, when it's a no it's yeah. like Mleh. I just I don't like turtlenecks anyways maybe a soft loose scarf but not an itchy turtleneck that's like my nightmare um so I feel like it's you know, I, well, the first business course I took, I was told, you know, you got to post at least three times a day, every single day. And I remember going like, whoa, that's a lot. But I guess if I'm going to, and I was doing it for a bit, but soon my posts were like, meh, and they weren't even getting as much engagement. So I just learned, oh yeah, because <laughs> at that time it was a lot newer to me, but energy is more important. And when I learned, and this is something, if you haven't heard this may blow your mind, but the energy you bring to your business directly determines the success so like when you're making a post if you're like rushed and busy and you're making the post because you have to make your third of the day it's just not going to carry the transformation or the mojo to translate into likes and shares and all that shit that we think is important but when you focus and you're like goosebumpy and it's like oh my god i gotta get this out and even if there's typos but you're in the moment acting on that ping that nudge that inspired idea out of nowhere you're in the shower you're like i gotta share this when you do that in the moment and share from passion it's going to be what we call so much more successful or reach people people are going to feel it be silly be you don't you know overdo it too much or like over polish it too much i would say um but the energy that you're in when you're writing an email 
Like that was something I, I have never had a, an easy flow with my email list. And now I just use it basically when I want to send out an inspiring email and then also to update everybody. So I, ever, I always let people know if there's something new coming, something's going on. That's kind of what it is because I found I was always a should. I should write my Monday email. I should. And I just didn't want to. I didn't want to sit there going, what should I tell people? I wanted to be inspired. So I just left it. And I was like, yeah, I know I should be sending out an email every week, but I'm just going to leave it. And now I say to people, Hop on, hop on my email list if you want to hear about stuff that's upcoming and maybe random inspiring emails. And that's what it is. And I'm it's cool really with that. Interesting because for me, I need this balance of what in yoga we would call stirasuka, the balance of effort and ease. Hmm. And I need this balance of the divine masculine structure and the divine feminine intuitive creativity. Hmm. When I'm out of balance with one or the other, my work isn't as strong. It isn't as, mm. isn't as resonant. And so for, for me, I know I have a 52-week calendar of what I'm going to write about the next 52 weeks. In fact, mm. like 10 weeks are already pre-written in my, my email. But what happens is I do all this work. I do all this prep. And, you know, that, that list comes through intuition. It comes, you know, obviously through me, these ideas, like I'm telling you about the, the dozen ideas a day that I have. I just write them down and I start, like, I just fill out a calendar. So for me, I know that if I'm ever stuck, if I'm not feeling it, if I, I can go to that list and be like, oh, yeah, that's what that was. That's what I'm going to write about. Or I'll say, you know what? That's not resonant right now. Mm-hmm. Let's save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm really drawn to write about today but I have that structure already in place so that then I have, I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I am the kind of visionary that I have the vision, but I need to know where I'm going or I get lost on the, on the path in a way and not in a way of my GPS will bring me back in a, Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I'm confused. Oh my gosh, I'm going to shut down. Mm -hmm. When I have that structure underneath me and that balance, it's like this teeter totter. I'm constantly going back and forth. It's never truly in balance. Balance is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. Balance is, you never, you don't stick it. You're not a gymnast who sticks it, right? You're always in motion. Balance is in motion. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that dance. Like we were saying, oh, you can, I'm, I'm moving right now. If you don't, you don't see me all that I'm moving, like I'm dancing. Is, is Nick dance? ever not dancing? Am I right, everybody? Well, there's that. <laughs> but that's a great point because this is so good. And this is why this, this conversation could be 17 hours because there's nuances to everything. So my podcast is the thing that is so fucking aligned and the thing I want to do all day that I have a structure. Every Monday and every Thursday, there's an episode for the whole what is it now? Almost three years, I think, or no, two years. We just passed two years. Sorry. And it, that is my structure. If I'm going to be off for two weeks, I pre-record. I usually have quite a few banked. I have guest episodes ready. That's my, what you're saying about your email list. So even within business, give yourself permission to go, what are the things I actually want to do? And then implement that structure as Nick's saying, like getting all the stuff, because it's so funny you're saying that I have a list on my phone of all the podcast ideas that hit me. And anytime I'm feeling low, I look at that list, I get re-jazzed by something. Or if I have one scheduled out for two days from now, and I'm like, this doesn't feel right. I'll come in and do exactly what you said, but mine's the podcast. So I don't put my pressure on the email list to make it something I don't want it to be or what it doesn't feel right to me. But the podcast come hell or high water, it's what I'm obsessed with. It's what I love to do. It's the thing I would do at night if I needed an episode for tomorrow. But an email, I'm like, I just don't. I just don't. So it's also having picking something to be consistent with because I do think again feet on the earth we have to be consistent we have to show up consistently with our message and all the no like trust and getting in their minds and having them top of mind all these things that you learn but pick the avenue that works for you so if you love posting and you want to schedule some posts and have exactly like what Nick said but in Instagram posts do that if it's email if it's podcast if it's whatever else you do Push yourself to do it within the structure, to stay committed, to be in integrity, because if you are floppy showing up in all the places, people aren't going to trust you. So picking something, being consistent, but only to the thing or things that truly light you up, that you're like, this is what I want to be doing. And obviously there's something in the emails that you love doing, or you wouldn't be so consistent, right? right I'm a writer first. Yeah, right? there you go. I've been and I'm a speaker. <laughs> like I, I've been, that's, you know, that's been part of my journey 
mm-hmm. part of who I am. And so I love it. And then I typically take it and repurpose that content. It might mm-hmm. end up being a podcast episode that I go talk about. It might end up on, you know, Instagram in parts of it. Like there's always, for me, I do like this theme, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah you're, you're like, you're like, Ooh. no, it's just, it's so fucking cool. Cause it's the same thing, but flips. So for me, for the podcast, I do something. And when it's really hot, I'm like, I'm going to make an email about that. I'm going to make a post. I get my podcast transcribed. And then my assistant makes like, you know, endless posts from these transcribed episodes so that she's posting for me and it's my words, but it's taken from the podcast. So you do it from writing first. I do it from podcast or speaking first. I even even take trainings I do and transcribe them and turn them into. So it's really, when you say you're an online business, a lot of people listening are. So there's speaking and like having videos, there's audio like podcasts, there's posting, there's images, there's like eBooks. Like think of all the different ways people express them themselves. What feels natural to you? Nick is saying he's a writer first, right? I am a speaker and I'm clear audience. So I'm hearing and speaking, I'm channeling. That's my most natural state. For Nick, one of his natural states is writing. So really thinking about, do you love doing one of these areas and maybe making that the thing that you put the structure into you pour that masculine energy of the like okay let's get to work let's batch some of this shit let's stick to a schedule and I think that's where we find that flowing balance beautiful I love that okay so before we go I just want to ask one more question because you know I love it you've got a final question (laughs) it doesn't have to be final we could keep going um okay so what about business tips, like whether it's for established entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, what do you feel are your biggest business tips? It can be to do with intuition, um, but where I know you teach a lot on this. What do you think are some of the biggest things for entrepreneurs like us using their, their woo side, their intuition, their spirit while in this masculine, like we're talking about just kind of your juicy business tips. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it's interesting because I think that the biggest one is to really just really tune in and listen. Let go of the distractions. Give yourself a practice of some kind every day where you check in. Because if you're in the, particularly for those of us that are such empaths, that are feelers, it's really important that you tune into your own energy because you can take on the thoughts and feelings and of, of everyone just scroll you scroll through instagram and you begin taking on what what others do and to really have this practice this is the big the biggest probably for me is to have a practice daily where you tune into your energy every single day because the more you're in tune with who you are and what you can offer in the world the more aligned you'll be and the more successful you'll become because you're already success within your own energy, right? The more expansive and the more you extend that energy outward, mm. the, the more then you're able to draw in and receive. Yeah, a hundred percent. I actually have something I give to my one-on-one clients with businesses called the aligned leader ritual. And it's basically an everyday practice. It's 11, 11 minutes, 11 minutes, 11 Um, seconds to tune into that part of you that is here to serve the world, but filling your own cup first. So I would love, I've never given it away, but I'm going to put it, I'm going to give you the link to put in your show notes. I'll put it in mine for a direct link for that ritual, because just you saying it, you even said you'll be more aligned. And it's like, my intuition is peaking that if somebody needs that, that anchoring in, I'd love to offer that um, down below. And I think something that I would say um, is kind of a, a random, I don't know if it's my top business tip, but what came up was from the beginning, or if you're already 10 years deep or however many years deep, taking a moment to really ask yourself, what do you want your business to be and feel like? And so when you get into business, a lot of us get into business to have freedom and have flow and make our own schedule and be able to be there to pick up the the kids after school or 
not have to ask for a week off 17 you know weeks in advance from your job it's this freedom it's this i create my own schedule we get into business and we trade a nine to five for a 24 (laughs) seven and we're hustling and we're hunching over our computer and we're working day and night and you're quickly making images on canva while your kids are in the room or you're whatever so the thing i really want to say is remembering why you got into business or what it is that you say you want and building that into your business now, which is something I never hear people talking about. So for me, freedom is big. And as I mentioned, not being too busy, I get into my own business so that I create my schedule and I can work out and I take a break and I juice or I, or I make a smoothie or I, whatever that is important to me. So I create time in my schedule for that. And like I said, I don't start till 10 so I can get in my workout every morning. I also do voice memo support for my clients and I want to have the space for them. So I allot time in the day, 11 to 12, get back to one-on-ones, you know, make your business what you want. Now don't buy into this shit of you have to hustle you have to grind and you have to bleed while you build your business. There are ways that you will push harder, work harder to get out there. Yes. But if you're forgetting that alignment piece, the universe also looks at that like you're not fully ready to receive freedom, abundance, flow, because you're not creating it now. So even if it's little things like putting in your schedule, like I say, just don't start till 9 30 or 10 so you can get a good breakfast you can get a walk in that is why you went into business so don't forget that create summer hours take a fucking month off or a week off and tell your clients hey i'm not going to be here this week they'll all go okay <laughs> like do those things i didn't take any time off for years because i was like i'm in the building phase i can't do it and now i look at myself and i go no create it now create it what you want now and that's where abundance follows as well yeah and i want to add to that because that is right on right on sister i you know in my calendar i put in gym time going to yoga like it's it's scheduled in even with my calendar um start times end times all of that i want to add that that time that you take off is actually work Mm -hmm. you have to be able to refill this cup Mm-hmm. In order to really have that creativity, you need that open space. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you're not you, you're blocking the creative juice. You're blocking the the great creator from coming through, from channeling it in, because you're too busy. But if you create that space, if you take those two weeks off, you'll come back and you're like, the ideas will begin just roaring through you because you've given yourself the space in order for that to happen. So even if you think you're like being selfish, quote unquote, there's the quote unquote again, any of that, it's really an offering. Mm, Yes. And I used to think that, especially when I needed money so badly, it was like, well, going to nature, going to yoga, that like, come on, that does not help me make money. Like, tell me how taking time off makes me make money or has me make money. That's how the world has trained you to think. That's the nine to five. If you take time off your nine to five, you make less on your paycheck. That's been something you've been indoctrinated to believe because of the way that some jobs work. But in the way that our jobs work and being of purpose, even people that haven't even started the business yet and they're looking for that direction, fill your cup and fill your cup and fill your cup. And like Nick said, those ideas will start flowing and maybe you'll you know hear spirit or feel your intuition go like just hop on and do a meditation or take your sound healing and just take it to instagram one day or you know do a workshop you'll get those ideas that come forward when you're in that relaxed state and um, i just want to tell a really quick story um about a year and a half ago i didn't have a program coming up i was ending one and i had nothing and i'm going like okay i you know i have a mortgage and three kids and a staff and things right i need to make some money i didn't know what was coming next and i was in a mastermind at the time i was in a group program and i was saying that because everyone's like oh this week i did this i'm like nothing the next week they're like talia what did you do i was like nothing and i I've learned now this 
feeling of the void this I call it the goo phase on the podcast where we're not where we were and we're not yet where we're going and we're in the middle and it's jumbly and everything's up and down the butterfly you know goes in as a caterpillar turns into liquid goo every single cell breaks down into goo and when the time is right every single cell starts building back up but this time as a butterfly and in between it's this mis- mishmash and that's where I was I didn't have clarity I didn't even know I was like Ugh, to my old programs and to any new ideas. I didn't have it in me. So I sat in it. And that was a new new pattern, I would have gone like, well, I'm going to create a thing, I'm going to just force put something out, which make a little bit of money. And you know, I just sat in it, and I sat in it. And it was then it was like a month later, and we're getting toward the new year, and I'm sitting and I'm going, what the fuck, like this, something's got to happen. Like I need maybe I'll do an old program. No, feel it, feel it, feel it. I started bringing more presence as you're talking about more joy. I always go to the beach. I live on the West coast on Vancouver Island, West coast of Canada. We live on an Island beaches everywhere. I always go to the beach or the forest. And I was there one day and I'm sitting there kind of like, okay, spirit, I'm open. Like I need some cash. We're starting to get pretty low. And as I was sitting there, I was directed intuitively to focus on gratitude and this whole thing. It was a whole spiritual moment. Gratitude filled me from head to toe, this like moment of crying and just so grateful and so present. It was just like spirit took over me. And all of a sudden I heard helping people get activated. And I was like, woo. And it was like goosebumpy. And then I saw this whole system of like everything that I teach and manifestation, it was put into this beautiful like package of doom, 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 doom. And it was like everything I was doing. And it was like, it was all in this, you know, like line and I could see all these modules and I just started writing it down like crazy. And then all of a sudden it took me over and I was like, I can't not create this. And it was just images started coming and all of the modules and the teachings. And it turned into my signature program activated, which the first round I sold out the amount of seats I wanted. The second round sold even more. And it's been something that has just transformed so many people. And I never forget it came from a void. It came from me being able to sit in my discomfort instead of forcing out what I should do next. Yeah. You were sitting in the shit. Yeah. Sitting in it, you allowed yourself to be completely uncomfortable. And when you're completely uncomfortable is when the brilliance happens. Yeah. I think that's actually when I sent you the voicemail being like, I have $41 in my bank account or whatever. It's like, man. What do I do? I, I think I said sit in your shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Still, is it time to get out yet? Yeah, it's a crazy ride. And um, I really feel like tuning in is where it's at versus what should I do? All these things we talked about. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to add to complete this? Trust. Mm. Trust. Gratitude. I'm grateful for you for... Uh, spearheading this dual podcast. No more long. We're no longer virgins. We can say that. Yes. And uh, thank you. I want to say thank you to your listeners and to mine for sticking with us for this uh, extended play episode. That was. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you, Nick, for what you do in the world. You're an inspiration and I just connect with you so deeply and I just really see you know, you, and I appreciate how vulnerably you show up and how you're not concerned about having the filter, you know, metaphorically, and you're just real and sharing your real stuff with people um, all over on Instagram on stories, like in conversations like this, you're just real through and through. And I really see that. And thank you. Not, that's, I think, why we connect so much, you know? Yeah. yeah. When we can own our mess, <laughs> then we're not faking around, right? <laughs> Cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been so fun. Thank you.